The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 114. Rama the Ninth, the current King of Thailand, was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and is now worth $35 billion, which goes a lot further in Thailand than it does in Boston. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who is always stuck by me, whether it's in $3 a night hostels or $1,000 a night hotels, which we obviously didn't pay for, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, Heth. Hi, everyone. And guys, today what we're going to be doing is a really fun episode for us, and we call it Trav Packing, which I thought was kind of cool, and it's about finding the sweet spot between comfort, cost, and convenience when you're traveling. Now, we're thinking about titling this Cheaper Isn't Always Better, which I guess could be the secondary title, and what we're going to do is we're going to try to teach you how to find that sweet spot of travel, and everyone's is going to be different, by relaying how our travel has changed over the last four years. And it has changed pretty drastically. Wouldn't you agree, Heather? Yes, absolutely. And let's say that it's changed for the better, in case anyone was wondering about that. Yeah, we haven't downgraded our travel experience. And so we're going to give you about seven different areas of travel or kind of places that we, we've changed our travel and how that's changed and why we've changed it. And hopefully you can take from what we've done and, and kind of apply it to your own life. Before we get into that, I do want to just mention that a few little housekeeping notes. One, we did a podcast that we put out on Monday. I did it with my good buddy, Nick, and it was the top 10 destinations to visit in Europe in the winter. And so if you started listening to that on Monday, you'll notice that it cut off at 26 minutes. So we're really sorry for that. That was a tech glitch, but we've now re-uploaded the whole podcast, all 45 minutes of it onto iTunes, onto Stitcher, also onto our podcast page on Extra Pack of Peanuts. If it cut off for you, and you thought, okay, where's the rest of the episode? It's now up there in its entirety. So have a listen to that. It was a really fun episode. Lots of cool places that Nick and I talked about and some good advice for traveling to Europe during the winter. Also, Heather, we have a very special week this week because we have a new site redesign. Yay, finally it happened. We have been redesigning the Extra Pack of Peanuts website for about 10 months. Finally, we decided we were just going to put it out there. There are a few kinks. Some of the links aren't exactly working, but for the most part, the design is done. So you want to check that out if you usually just listen to the podcast. Go check it out. Any type of feedback is very much welcome, whether it's criticism or, hey, we like the site. It always helps to know what people like or don't like about it, because ultimately we want you to be able to find the stuff on the site. And with that comes the podcast. We've noticed over this last week, there's been a drop in people listening to the podcast 
on the website, and that's because it's no longer right there on the front page when you type in extrapackofpeanuts.com. Yeah, the new site has a landing page, as we call it. So you actually have to click on the link at the top that says podcasts, and that will take you directly to the podcast links. All the podcasts are there. You can listen to any of them, and they no longer show up on the blog part of the site. Right. So we have separated out the blog and the podcast. A lot of you people were reading the site was like, well, it's always just podcasts on here because you do five a week, you only do one post a week. Now the blog part will just be the written post. The podcast page will be all the podcasts. And what's really cool, as Heather mentioned about it, is that they're all right there on that page and you can play them right from that page. So you could scroll through and say, I want to listen to a podcast from 100 episodes ago. And it's right there on the page and you can hit the play button. Of course, you can go to the show notes for that as well. So we're really excited about it. Make sure if you do listen to the podcast, usually through the site that you're finding it the right way because we want you to still be able to find it. Last thing, we are still running our survey, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey, less than five minutes. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of for the podcast. Really invaluable stuff. And we're giving away a $50 Amazon gift card for one lucky person. So you can get that extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. Now it is time though to head right into finding the sweet spot between comfort convenience, and cost. Also known as Trav Packing. Trav Packing. So if you want to take that and use it, guys, feel free. I'd love I'd love that. Well, let's start at the beginning. Let's kind of tell people how we traveled before. So we did our first backpacking trip about four years ago. And before this, we had traveled a little bit in the US or in Europe, but nothing like a real backpacking trip. So we got married in 2010, moved to Japan in two months later in August. And then when our Christmas vacation came up, instead of going back to America, we thought, why not backpack around Southeast Asia? Everyone does it. Yeah. And we were 27 at that point. So you'll hear me say that throughout this podcast, probably age is not really important to me, but we were 27. So we we're a little older than your traditional first time backpackers, but we wanted to take a backpacking trip through Southeast Asia. And to me, backpacking was doing it as cheap as possible, not roughing it because you're still staying in, in places with roofs and stuff, but it was like, let's do it as cheap as possible. And I'd read all these blogs and, oh, you can do Thailand in $5 a day, $10 a day. So to me, that was what I thought backpacking was. Yeah, you were a little enamored with the idea of traveling so cheaply because like we said, our only trips had been you know, to the beach in the United States or Europe and it's pretty difficult to travel cheaply there even though now we've learned and given tips out on how to do that. But at that time, we thought, okay, let's see about this backpacking thing. Let's see how much we can handle. It's our first time together doing it and... I wouldn't say that it went smoothly. Yeah. Admittedly, I was a little bit of a tyrant with like, let's do it as cheap as possible. I just thought that if I wasn't doing it as cheap as possible, I wasn't a true backpacker. And I have since changed. I mean, I still am quite frugal, as Heather will attest to throughout this podcast. But it really, one thing we should know, we're not going to tell people, you know, one way of traveling is wrong or better or anything like that. We're just telling you how we did it. And we originally thought, I originally thought, the cheaper, the better. And so the first time we started backpacking, the second, the first hostel we stayed at in Kuala Lumpur was okay. It was about $13 a night. It was, it was fine. It was serviceable, but it wasn't the it nicest. wasn't anything special. I would never want to stay there again. Right. Um, but it, it did the job and we stayed there for three nights. And you didn't have 
any mental anguish, at least to the amount that you had then when we got to Chiang Mai, Thailand. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode was because we actually are back in Chiang Mai and we're remembering back to four years ago when we were here. And it's just, we're very different now. And I think that's important to realize that travel style can and should change. So we walked by the place that we stayed at our first night in Chiang Mai, the Mojito House. It's no longer there. I wonder why. A pain of nostalgia went through my heart. Heather was like, good riddance. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there's a reason it's no longer there. And it's because it was so awful and so terrible that we stayed there for one night and I was literally in tears begging Travis to leave and find another accommodation. Yeah, springs were literally coming out of the bed. It was $3 a night. The shower didn't work. There, it wasn't the very clean. It was... Ugh, it, I don't it, even like to remember it. it so... <laughs> So right away we realized, okay, the cheapest possible option, even I realized this, although I, if I had been a solo backpacker, who knows if I ever would have realized this. So thank no, you. You probably would have just stayed there because, you know, there was a difference between you and me. I guess maybe you're mentally stronger and you don't care if the sheets are dirty or if you're showering with mold next to you on the wall. Even but- still, <laughs> looking back, I wouldn't do it now. And so we, we realized quickly that like the, absolute cheapest isn't always the best. And so, you know, then what we've learned over the years, our our first major point of how our travel has changed is that we've upgraded our accommodations. And what we've learned is that there is very, very cheap options, but there are, you know, so many people think either like the cheapest, cheapest option or like a hotel. And what we found is that there are so many great options in between. And so now we're in Chiang Mai again, we're paying $24 a night and we're staying at a place that is infinitely better than the place we were at last time. And, you know, I would say it's, it's very nice. Like, and I would assume anyone would really be happy here. Yeah, it's a boutique hotel and it's very clean and it is in a more traditional Thai style, but they've done a lot of upgrades to it that makes it feel very comfortable, very, not very modern, but modern enough and most importantly, clean. Yeah. And so what we found is there is a really nice sweet spot in accommodations between the really cheap stuff and the bare bones. And if you have a really small budget and you want to go bare bones, that's fine. But there is a nice, I wouldn't even say middle ground because it's way cheaper than the really expensive stuff. It's closer in price to the bare bones stuff, but it's it's way better. And so we found that. So what we like to do nowadays is either stay at, we will stay at hostels sometimes, but we always do private rooms and we kind of look ahead and get the hostels that are more like boutique hotel type yeah, places. Yeah, places that have, you know, a cool atmosphere or cool architecture, or nice design in it because hostels are so popular now and they are becoming more than this whole backpacker thing because before Travis even found the term trav packing, there was something and still exists called flash packing, which is a similar thing. You know, people who are maybe a little bit older, not that age matters, but or traveling as a couple and you do want to have a nice experience and stay somewhere you feel comfortable. Yeah. And so that's what we've started doing. We also really, really like apartment rentals. I can't speak highly enough about that. We've talked about another podcast, but you should, if you haven't started looking, start looking at apartment rentals for a few reasons. One, they're usually pretty nice. Of course, they can run the gamut, but you can find reviews and nice things. You can negotiate the price down if you're staying longer term. That's another thing we're going to talk about a little later in this podcast, the way that we've changed. But we really like apartment rentals because it gives you an authentic experience. You have a lot of conveniences of, of, of a home, like a, like a kitchen usually, you know, like multiple bathrooms, refrigerators, maybe washing and dry machines. 
but you're paying less than hotels. So we really, really like apartment rentals as all as well. And the last thing that we've done that's kind of a sweet spot for us for accommodations is house sitting. And we've done tons of podcasts on house sitting, so we won't get into it here. But that's great because you're literally paying nothing and sometimes having amazing experiences. So for us, I mean, that, that's the best it can possibly get usually. Yeah, absolutely. So our accommodation style has changed for the better. And I have to say that when you travel, uh, a lot of it has to do with like your mental... Your mental comfort yeah. or your mental, how, how good you feel. You want to have a place, now we do, after four years, that we can come back to and enjoy, especially because we're working sometimes on the road. So we don't want to just be coming back to a crowded place that we don't feel comfortable. We want more of our own space now. So after four years of traveling, we've really said we're going to pay a little extra to have our own space that is nice. I think that's been the biggest change in our travel style. Yes, absolutely. So accommodation upgrades. And again, we should mention we're not breaking the bank. We're paying $23 a night here in Chiang Mai, Thailand. You know, you can get places for 15 to 20 that are nice as well. So just a little bit of more money goes a long way with accommodations. The second thing that's changed for me more than Heather is that we have a budget, but we're not hardcore sticking to it. I know a lot of people want to budget out their travel. And a good rule of thumb that I've heard is that, you know, pack half what you think you should pack. And we're a big proponent of carrying just carry-ons, but prepare to spend twice as much. Now, I don't think you should spend twice as much, but Heth, we we've we have a budget when we travel, but we used to, I used to be so boom, 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 you know, line in the sand, we're spending this amount of money per day. And I would I wouldn't let us you go would over make that. yourself a little miserable and yes. slightly stressed out. And then you wouldn't enjoy the experience as much because you were worried about every nickel and dime that was coming out of our bank account. Now, that being said, of course, we don't go wild. I mean, trust me, if you know, Travis, you know that he would not like go on a huge shopping spree. But we are really cognizant of how much we're spending. So, for example, we have friends who, like, say they're traveling in Asia. A common budget is maybe 50 US dollars a day, including your accommodation, food, and whatever. Which is totally doable if you're in Southeast Asia. Absolutely, absolutely an attainable goal. And I would say here in Chiang Mai, that's been about our budget, $50 a day. We've probably spent maybe even a little less because our accommodation is 24 a night, which is a little pricey compared to other places. But I've said on average, probably 40 to 45. Yeah. And the reason we know this is because we don't say, okay, we can only spend $50 a day. But what we do is write down every single thing that we spend so we know where our money is going. And if we have a more expensive lunch, we'll have a cheaper dinner or vice versa. So we are cognizant of where our money is going, but we're not saying, okay, we've reached $50 this day and we can't go a dime over. So you can forget buying that, you know, Coke at the convenience store. Yeah, it's not it's, that we even drink Coca-Cola. It's but. <laughs> taking more of a longer view. And this has been definitely the change in me more than Heather because Heather didn't struggle with this. I was I was driving myself a little crazy and I still drive myself a little crazy sometimes. But it was taking a longer view and saying, all right, not here's our budget. And let's write down everything. And maybe, maybe even as we're doing it throughout the day, so you remember it. And at the end of the day, look at it. But don't be so steadfast in that you can't spend more per day. Instead, maybe say, we're going to spend this much per week. 
and, and spread it out some. So you give yourself some leeway. And I would also say, give yourself, if you're struggling, if you want a number, and this is just a uh, kind of an estimation, but I would say, give yourself a 15% buffer of what, you know, I wouldn't say double what you're going to spend as some people say. I think that's a little, then you just, that's a little frivolous and a little irresponsible and a little well. irresponsible. If you have a budget, you should stick to it. But I would tell you, give yourself about a 15% leeway because stuff is going to happen in travel that you can't account for. You're going to put the wrong date on tickets and book it for a train and then have to pay on the train like we've talked about in many of our episodes. Yeah. You're going to have to get passport pages in your passport because you don't have enough when you're in Singapore. These things are going to happen. So give yourself about a 15% leeway and take the longer view of a budget. Maybe every week go back and tally all the numbers up. Make sure you're writing them down and aware where you're spending. Just don't be such a miser like myself day to day, day in and day out. And another thing that's helped us as a couple is that whether we're in the States or we're traveling, Travis and I each have our own personal budget. Travis has a Trav budget. I have a Heather budget. Mean, well, we have an allowance. We don't an have a, allowance. Yeah, we each have money that this is your money per month that you can spend. I don't care where you spend it on. Here's my money per month. I don't care. You know... I, it's just yours to right. use. And that way we can use our own discretion to purchase whatever we want and the other person isn't getting angry at us thinking, you know, why did you go out and spend that? Now, after you just said about, you know, you should increase 10 to 15% hey, leeway, hey, 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 hey. I don't know, we should try hey, that. Hey, hey, hey. No problem. <laughs> on our that, personal allowance. Uh, no promises on this podcast. Building on that, the third thing that we're talking about budgets, here's kind of a third thing that we do. And I got this from my interview with Chris Gelbo and this, he said this to me and it just struck a chord because it was, it was pretty profound because we had been traveling for about three years into, and I said to him, you know, Chris, like you travel all over the world and you know, you stick to a budget. You're pretty hardcore about a budget and not, and you know, how do you do it? What's the best way? And he said, you know, I have found, and this could be like the Trav packing motto almost. He said, I have found that I use a $10 rule. And he said, if something costs less than $10 and it is going to make my travel experience much better, I will spend it, no questions asked. So it's, it's almost like that allowance idea, Hath. It's like it, you give yourself some leeway and you just say, you know, today could be so much better if I end up taking this taxi in the rain versus walking and it cost me three or four bucks. And there are times where I have made us walk back in Penang, Malaysia because the taxi was like four bucks or five bucks. I thought we were getting ripped off and we walked in the downpour for like 45 minutes to our hotel. Uh, that's happened like almost every time it's ever raining. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't take the $10 heart rule to heart at that point. That was before we learned about it. But it's just a, I think it's a nice rule of thumb. You know, again, you don't want to break your budget. We're not telling you to go frivolous and willy-nilly with your budget. But if it's something that you think is going to make that day much better, spend the $10. Um, we did this in Thailand with the pack of playing cards. Oh, yeah. The first time we were in Thailand. Sorry, we're sitting here right now and I'm thinking, what did we just do? Um, no, the first time we came to Thailand, we were down in the islands. We were, I think it was Kopp actually. And it's crowded there. It's touristy there. And everything is jacked up in prices, including a pack of playing cards. Now, we had had some downtime a few times taking buses and ferries and whatnot. And it was just the two we of us. We had some travel debacles where and we were just stressed. We didn't have iPads at that point. We weren't reading it was literally just mind-numbingly boring and frustrating. Well, we did have an iPad, but maybe we didn't have anything downloaded on it. I don't know. We decided to get the pack of playing cards, but we deliberated for quite a while because they were eight U.S. dollars. Eight US dollars. In, in an area where a good meal 
costs you $2. So we were essentially buying four dinners. And I thought there's no way. And this is one of those times that I gave in and I just said, well, you know what? It's it's $8. That really stinks. That's a huge ripoff. But you know what? Those playing cards have came in handy so many different times when we were traveling during that trip. Yeah, it was really nice to just say, okay, it's $8, but who cares? It's going to help us pass the time. And then we won't have to be irritated that the bus is taking 20 hours instead of 10, which we'll get to later on in the podcast. Yeah, so the $10 rule and just not sweating all the small stuff. I think that kind of goes in. With this real quick, I would say I always get so worried about getting ripped off. And I do think you should do some research before you go to an area. You should know how much should a taxi cost from the airport. That takes three seconds of Googling and someone on TripAdvisor will probably be telling you. So you should know that so you don't get totally ripped off. But I used to get so stressed, like I need to make sure I'm getting the exact right price. And then it was like, Trav, you know, kind of have an idea of what you're getting into or an idea and just let it go if it's a little more than you think. That's just had to be a major mindset change for me. Yeah. And it's, I think it's helped a lot to your enjoyment of traveling. And that is the point. That is the point. You're on this trip. You know, you don't want to spend more than you have to. You don't, but if you're getting nickel and dimed a little bit, just let it go and actually enjoy it because that is the part of traveling. You're not always going to know exactly what should happen at every step. And you might not always get the best deal ever. Exactly. But sometimes you get these amazing deals. So maybe it makes up for it when, you know, you got charged $3 extra on something. Yeah. So hard for me to deal with, but I've definitely changed in that way. I feel like this is just a self-help podcast for myself. <laughs> so what are you trying to say that I was perfect to begin with and uh, you had to change? You know, probably. <laughs> the fourth thing that has really changed for us is we've realized that when you're traveling, you should treat yourself either in taking time out or something special here and there as you travel. Yeah, absolutely. It's important that when you're traveling that you're feeling like the best version of yourself because you're trying to enjoy this experience. And if you're feeling like all this mental anguish, then you're not going to relax. So what we try to do is, you know, if you're traveling very quickly, especially you know, you're never going to be able to see everything in the world. And that's something we have to remind ourselves of because we always want to go to the next city or the next country or the next destination. And we get a little carried away. But it's important to remember that when you're in a place, yes, you want to experience it to the best of your ability. But if you need to take a break and spend one whole day just reading a book or watching some things you've, you know, got on the laptop or whatever. Yeah, just something. Just just have a day for yourself. Yeah, we, uh, f- for sure, the next point that we're going to mention goes right into this, but we have just learned that we used to go, 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 go all the time when we were traveling. And I understand why, and especially people who don't have as much time to travel, you know, if you have two weeks and you want to see everything, sometimes it just happens that way, right? But we've tried to pull back from that. And and it was funny because actually in China, we were traveling with our good friend Dave, who was having a hard time traveling through China. It was his first trip out of the US in like 10 years. And we, here we were in like rural China. Not the easiest place to get acclimated to being outside the US. But he actually kind of made us think about this because the one day we were going out and 
he just didn't want to go out. He didn't want to leave the guest house. We were in a nice guest house. And he's like, I'm just going to stay in and I'm going to read and I'm going to play my DS or whatever. Nintendo DS. And we're like, oh, that's, you know, in our heads, we're like, that's so dumb. Like, we're going out to this awesome mountain. We're going up in this cable car and, you know, he should go. And, and we tried to talk him into it a little bit. And he's like, no, I just really, he's steadfast in that he wanted to just chill out. And we were kind of like, oh, that's weird, right? And then we went and we had a great time, but we came back and so did he. And it was kind of cool to like see he didn't regret that he didn't go. And it kind of made us change a little bit and say, you know what? There's a lot of days where we said, I I just wish I could like sit in here and read or whatever. I could sit and watch something on my laptop or I could even just sit on Facebook and talk to friends at home every once in a while. And then we've been like, no, we got to go out and do stuff. And so we're constantly making ourselves uneasy. But it was nice to kind of see him do that and kind of we, we've implemented that a little bit since then. Yeah. And hopefully it's helped to change us for the better. Like when we are traveling with other people, you know, if people need some space or they need a day for them, then we should let them do that and not, you know, necessarily make them feel bad, which is which is something that maybe Travis was saying. This is a, you know, a learning experience for him. But that's a good learning experience for me because I tend to be a little bit like you have to go out and do this and you're missing out and you'll regret it and you'll never be back in this place. And really, everyone's different. And you should travel how you feel comfortable traveling. Yeah. And it's tough if you're taking people around to places you've been. Now, we hadn't been to China, but we took friends around through Thailand before after we had been here once. And we kept saying, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. And they liked for the most part. But then the one guy we were with was like, you know, today I'm just going to sit by the pool and I'm going to play again a Nintendo DS or something and just <laughs> hang travel out. travel with a lot of friends who like to play video games. <laughs> Even though we don't. <laughs> and, and so... He and and we're like and you know what then I actually did with him that day as well so the two girls went off and did this really cool zipline adventure but I was feeling that way as well but I probably wouldn't have stayed behind if he hadn't said that I would have been like no Trav you have to go like talking myself into it and so instead we just decided to stay back and and it worked out really well so treating yourself or taking time out and on top of taking time out I think too treating yourself. For example, again, we've talked a lot about the budget, but maybe it just says, you know, I'm in Thailand. I'm going to get a $7 massage tonight. You know, it's a little, maybe it's a splurge for you. Now, a lot of people listening will be like, holy crap, $7 <laughs> massage is super cheap. But if you have a budget, you know, just saying like, just doing little things, whether it's time or spending a little bit more to make yourself feel more at ease and more comfortable and relax yourself a little bit. We've definitely changed in that manner for sure. Yeah, you're right, Trav, which brings us to our next point. Yeah, and that is we have been traveling much slower. And again, this might not work for everyone because if you only have a week or two weeks, you know, maybe you want to go out and see stuff. But we have been traveling much, much slower. So through our, our first trip, when we came through Southeast Asia, we had 18 days and we went to like six cities, like six different areas. Yeah, it was pretty wild. So we would say even if you do only have one week or two weeks, try to limit the areas that you're going to. Don't go to four cities, go to two cities. You know, it just makes the experience more enjoyable, but you also get a better feeling for that area that you're staying in. It has been very hard for me, but this last trip that we're on, every single time I've made a conscious effort that we were making a decision to to take the route that would be traveling slower. So for example, we were in Florence um, in Tuscany for two weeks, and I was like, maybe we should go down to Rome for three days. And then have to and actually, you even thought about going to Slovenia for a few days. Yeah, I was days. like, maybe we'll go to Slovenia <laughs> for four days and come back to Tuscany. And after you were like, no, we said we're going to travel slow. We're doing two whole weeks in the same Airbnb rental in Tuscany. And that's what we did. And it was great. Yeah, it was amazing. I 
I, it was so great. I can't even, <laughs> it was so much fun staying there for two weeks and it made our foray into Southeast Asia that much easier because we were already relaxed. I mean, we worked while we were in Tuscany, but we got here and we didn't feel burnt out already. And now we're in Chiang Mai and we've been here for three weeks Yeah, and, and we still feel good. We feel rejuvenated. We don't feel burnt out and sick of traveling. No, and even here, we were actually debating whether we should try to go down to the Thai islands. We have to leave Thailand in one month. You have a 30-day visa. So we thought, all right, two weeks in Chiang Mai, two weeks in the island, then down to Bali. And instead, then it became three weeks in Chiang Mai. Let's do one week in the islands, down to Bali. And we just decided, no, we're going to do three and a half weeks here. We just decided this yesterday. Three and a half weeks here. And we're going to go right down to Bali. We're not going to put a little trip into the islands there because, yeah, it's three or four days and it would be awesome. But it's just, it's again, it's traveling faster. It's having to figure stuff out and all that. So every time we've had the opportunity, this little last go around, we've traveled slower. And I just think, especially for someone who has to work while you're traveling or do some sort of work, it's really, really much better to travel slower because you just get set up and you get used to the area that you're in and, and your accommodations and everything yeah, like and that. And now that you're saying that, it seems pretty obvious and maybe it's obvious to most people, but it's something we're just now realizing. So we thought it was important to share. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, we've totally changed our travel style. And even some people would still say we're traveling pretty fast because you have people who are staying in areas for like six months at a time. So it's all relative, but it's something that has definitely changed for us. And that's the speed that we're traveling at. The last point, the sixth point that we want to talk about here is convenience. So we've talked about the cost and and kind of how we've upgraded accommodations and and we haven't stuck as much to a budget and given us a little leeway. We've talked about comfort again with updating or upgrading accommodations and things like that. And now it's the convenience and that's mostly for us transportation related. Yeah, the first trips, the first couple of trips that we took, you know, that first infamous trip to Thailand, we decided that we would take buses and there's nothing wrong with buses, but sometimes they're a horrific event and they take choices long and they're not very reliable. Now, it depends on which country you're in. You know, Japan had like the most reliable transportation of any country I've ever been to. So taking a bus there was really not that big of a deal and it was cheaper, but in Asia or in Europe, when you have all these budget airline options, it's so much better to sometimes just spend $60 to take a flight than to spend 30 to take a bus. Yeah, we've just splurged a little more. And what we've realized is, you know, we have done the buses and they were, I, I liked the experience overall. I liked that we did them. But there are times where for the convenience, if it's going to save you a whole day, like the bus trip from up in Chiang Mai down to the islands would take you at least a whole day and you would probably route through Bangkok. Oh, it would probably more take, than a day. If you had to go through Bangkok, you, yeah, it would take you, it a would take you a, a day and a half. Probably. But you could fly for in literally one and a half hours and you know, it's going to cost you double. Maybe it's going to cost you 60 bucks instead of 30. So for us, that has changed because it used to always be about what's the cheapest thing. And as again, I said, we could label this cheaper isn't always better. So we've really, for the convenience aspect with transportation, 
we, we've started to, again, give ourselves more leeway and say our time is worth a little more than this little bit of savings. Yeah. And that being said, you know, if it's way too expensive to fly, we will definitely look at other options. Like when we were in Bratislava, right? And we were going to go down to Croatia and flying was pretty expensive. And we decided to take an overnight train, which saved us, I don't know, $200 each. Yeah, right. I mean, that was a significant savings and the train wasn't that bad. Yeah, so we did it. Again, but again, you know, you have to weigh the situation, weigh the cost, and just make a decision based on that. People aren't always going to make the same decisions we are, and each person isn't going to make the same decisions every time. It depends on the situation they're in. For us, that's these are just six ways that our travel has changed over the last four years to make it more... To, to find that sweet spot, our sweet spot has changed. Well, at least mine dramatically, because it used to be cost was the overriding factor over everything. And now I feel like we have a good middle ground where all three circle Venn diagrams, whatever, intersect yeah. in the middle. Yeah, it's balance. It's, and it's good to have balance in a relationship. And it's good to have balance when you're traveling. You know, you want to be able to travel more then you can't blow your budget on every trip. And one thing that I knew that we had wanted to mention and maybe forgot is that we sometimes will use points, whether it's airline miles right. or hotel points. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Hat. That goes without saying that is... I mean, we talk about the sweet spot. If you can cut those dramatically. So for example, when we say, oh, treat yourself every once in a while. Well, we stayed in a thousand dollar night hotel in Paris because we used hotel points. We wouldn't treat ourselves to a thousand dollar night hotel. Maybe some of you out there would and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a little envious maybe. But, you know, you can use those hotel points to, you know, get a night free. And then maybe if you are getting a night free, you can splurge on getting a massage there. Something I know a lot of people travel and do that way. Yeah. So we're giving all these tips on how, how how we do it, that's a huge one. And that's obviously if you can cut your costs in those areas, if you can get free flights using frequent fire miles, and if you can get free accommodations or some of free accommodations, then of course it just frees you up to do everything else. So that yeah, that's a great point to make. And if you aren't using that, of course, that's kind of how Extra Pack of Peanuts originally started, talking about this travel hacking stuff and using points. One other thing we should mention with convenience, we did do a podcast on budget airlines, which I think that to us, that's a key when you're traveling around Europe or Southeast Asia. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that our friends and family are always asking us, you know, not just about miles and points. I mean, everyone's picking Travis's brain about that, but they're wondering, you know, how did you get in between this country and that country or that state and this other state? And, you know, it's budget travel. Yeah, the budget airlines we did mention, oh, you can fly from Chiang Mai to Krabi for 60, for the island for 60 bucks. Well, that's on AirAsia. If you were to get a Thai Airways flight, it's going to cost you 400 bucks. So budget airlines, definitely check out that podcast if you're interested. That will really, I mean, that's one of the keys for us for budget travel and staying under a budget, especially in Asia and Europe, but other parts of the world as well. So just wanted to throw that in there. So just to recap, kind of the six ways that we've, we've changed and that we've been able to find our sweet spot. Number one, We've upgraded our accommodations. Yeah, to the enjoyment of our travel and to the saving of our marriage, <laughs> we decided to upgrade our So find your sweet spot and whatever that number is for you, you know, find the good accommodations in there and always negotiate as well. Number two, having a budget, but not sticking to it in a hardcore way. Close. Having a little leeway, 10 to 15%. Number three, the $10 rule, of course, if, it, if it's less than $10 and it's going to make your travel experience much better, 
Just do it. Buy those playing cards and go PP. <laughs> number five, treat yourself. Yeah, that was, I actually numbered that wrong on the thing. So oh, that was number four. <laughs> number four. <laughs> treat yourself, you know, take time out, relax. If you want to take a, di- a day to just read, read. Do that. You don't always have to go, go, go. Number five. The is actual number five. The actual number five. Traveling slower. We found that to be a, just an awesome way for us to save money, but also just feel more comfortable and not always be, as we said, like kind of uneasy about our next step. And the last one, um, the convenience with our transportation, sometimes spending a little more and saving a whole lot of time. Yeah. So there you guys have it. That's how we are currently trav packing. Those are our tips for finding the sweet spot between cost, comfort, and convenience. It's going to be different for everyone, but hopefully you can take what we've done and put it, you know, overlay it on your own life and figure out where your sweet spot is as well. Cause it's not always cheaper is better. So guys, you can, any- I can't believe I just heard you I, say that. I know. <laughs> Blasphemy from a from a budget travel writer and podcaster, but it's not always. It is finding the sweet spot. It's not always about saving as much as you can. Um, you can find all the show notes, guys, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, all the stuff we mentioned, the budget airlines podcast as well. All that stuff is linked up there. So make sure if you're listening to the podcast from our website that you remember to keep going there to find the new podcast because they won't show up on the homepage. Of course, as well, we are running the survey. Your feedback is super, super, super important to us. So extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. You have a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. And lastly, Heth, we are asking people to send us topic suggestions or suggestions for guests because we are over 110 podcasts in now. You need a little inspiration? We just need, we want your topics. We want to know what you want us to talk about. So you can always send them to me. No topic is off limits, at least to send to me. Maybe we'll do it on the air. Um, Trav at Extra Pack of Peanuts, or of course you can tweet us. Show us your tweets at Pack of Peanuts. And as always, guys, thanks so much for the support. Thanks for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until tomorrow. Happy free travels. I should say until Monday. Happy free travels.